1: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Open Championship bets, picks, one and done, full preview. This is the show. If you missed any of the previous three, highly recommend that you go check those out right now. But as a reminder, while you're here, smash the like button to the episode. Sub to Mayo Media Network down in the comment section. Please tell me who you're betting this week. because I might have to scan that because I'm not entirely sure what I want to do yet. I want to hear from you, the people, out there who you are betting for the 151st Open Championship from Royal Liverpool. Additionally, the DraftKings Listeners League is over half full right now. The link is down in the description. Let's fill that up as quickly as possible so you don't miss out. Jeff Feinberg, did you bet on Rory in Scotland?
2: No. No, neither did I. Neither did I. Like a very little, like plus 300 on Sunday when I woke up at seven to one after like Hatton doubled. I mean, when I woke up at seven at like three to one, Um apparently Hatton was in it while I was sleeping. But no, I didn't bet Rory actually to care. Just, you know, want some losses back. It's about all I could do.
1: Well, it's a new week, although we lost on both tournaments last week. We have another two tournaments to go, I mean, we're not going to get to the second tournament this week. We're not talking about the Barracuda. Sorry for all my friends in the Reno-Tahoe area, or just big fans of alternate field events. We got a major championship. It is the final one for the season. I'm giving away two thousand dollars to one of you out there more details on that in a minute or if you just want to skip ahead to that just hit the description you can find the newsletter link down there every detail is in that newsletter including subscribing to the free newsletter which will get you 10 ballots in that draw for the two thousand dollars but let's bring him in right now he is currently a big game hunter after picking wyndham clark to win the us open so we need to see who he has this time around his name tim Undercost
0: manda gust
3: it's uh, not my name it's a pleasure to be with you here today to discuss the open championship uh it's been you know 10 years since it's been to Liverpool and I'm very excited as King Charles III to invite you to this uh to this tournament to the first open championship of my reign
1: you know I don't know if I actually know what he sounds like
3: Really? You don't know? Well,
1: this. This, this is bad. what he sounds like.
3: This the, isn't the horrible. The key to doing a like King Charles impersonation is to keep your teeth closed while you
1: talk. And then you get the sound just right. See, Jeff- I don't think that's horrible. I, I gotta say, I I don't know whether it's horrible or not because every other impression that he has sounds nothing like the person he's trying to impersonate. This sounds like a capable British accent
2: yeah no that was quite well done and charles does have that like weird i mean like no most people you'd call it an accent but with him it's like an english draw almost.
3: yes it's a very yeah exactly i'm working on it so, i'm so confident with my picks that i didn't feel like i needed to do a whole lot more research i had time to work around on my <laughs> accents because this is uh, I'm a big game hunter here don't ever forget that in case really? you had forgotten
1: it R- really cuspix.com jeff is, is that his new town site
2: yeah, really, picks com is his new is his new tout site. Uh, we ran through them all, like uh, cust run good, run cust, cust nation, uh, cust national, cuts, cust spurts. I mean, I was uh, I was
1: big on run pure cust dot com, eight
2: thousand oh, yeah, no, dollars a month it, to subscribe. I am, I am curious. Yeah. Like Tim, I was just, I'm curious what his like process was to, for, for this one. And I don't remember, I have this memory that we've spoken recently and you named some names, but I don't remember talking to you since after the U S open, unless I've completely missed a show you were on.
1: Well, it would make sense that if he was out there naming names, because if there's one person in this world who is the most like Ned Isaacoff, it's Tim (laughs) Anderkast. Yes, that's me. <laughs> you do write for the Daily Worker. Never forget that.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Don't oh, worry, brother. I'm, I'm definitely working on that. Oh, wait.
1: Is that you or Davis? I can't remember.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, I found your research show to be extraordinarily important for me this week. I thought it was excellent. Um, you know, I, I'm usually a download and not listen subscriber to the podcast. So I, for a change, I actually did some listening and uh yeah what i learned was really valuable accurate driving sawgrass is the most important comp and to a lesser degree augusta and so that's sort of where i'm going here
1: okay so i see i don't know if that's what i took away from the research show.
3: (laughs) really yeah that's what i took from is that people who are excellent at sawgrass and to a lesser extent augusta national are people that you want to
1: target this week I, i mean those it does correlate when you look at some leaderboards and even Coley and I talked about that on the player by player show, like why Augusta does. I just don't think that the, maybe at the top end that does make a lot of sense. The issue being those courses literally have nothing in common with each other. Augusta national and Royal Liverpool. The only thing that they have in common is that if you're one of the best players in the world, you tend to do well, which is a lot of courses.
2: And I didn't know what, I didn't know what to make of the Augusta comp. Um, And even just the fact that Rory and Tiger have won here. Like, already we seem to be catering to good players. Sawgrass, in and of itself, though, historically feels like a wild card. I mean, certainly we've seen players continue to play well there and be comfortable over time, but we've seen guys play fantastic there and then play horribly all within the same tournament or all within back-to-back years. The Sawgrass thing just makes sense just for the amount of landmines. Yes. Like, week to week on the PGA Tour, you got to find a shitload of trouble to make anything worse than a bogey. And your misses can be wide of wide of wide, and you're still able to make par at most locations. It does seem like this is a landmine-filled property, which then makes sense, even though there's not nearly, like, the bodies of water you could hit it into, per se. Um... Just the fact that OB is OB and maybe the winner even makes a double this week.
1: And you're going to need to reload off the tee if you do hit it OB. I really think that the fascinating one is going to be, I believe it's number five, the one, the drivable par four. It's like 361 yards. I think some guys are going to take a crack at it. But if you just you know, draw it a bit too much or the wind is swirling right, to, I guess if the wind is swirling right to left on that hole, you just kind of lay back and don't even bring it into play. But you know, some of these goobers are going to do that.
2: Yeah, I mean, but didn't Tiger not even hit a single driver here? I, I think believe he, he won. hit two iron I, every I think, single uh, drivable hole. Yeah,
1: I thought he hit driver on the first hole of the tournament and they just put it back in the bag and we never saw it again.
2: Yeah, maybe. And I don't know. Rory's working. Got that two iron already on full go. Um, yeah, it's two iron. It's two iron season. Of course it is.
1: I mean, you're going to, and you're right, though. I, I think when we think about Sawgrass, I think that PGA National is another one that comes up. And I think that Bay Hill is another one that comes up. Just the Florida courses in general, or any course that has a ton of water on it, is sort of mimicking what we're going to see in terms of being able to capably drive the ball this week. And I think that's where the crossover comes in, in as much as, hey, If you can avoid the landmines at those courses, you're probably capable of avoiding the landmines at this course as well. The Augusta thing just, I think it's good players. Like, you know, are you a good player? Yes, then you're probably going to play well in a true test of golf, Tim. I think that's where it comes from. It's not like, I mean, this is one of the flattest courses that the players are going to see like over a five-year period where Augusta National is literally the opposite of that.
2: Who is nope, the that's, only that's right. player okay, involved in that, like, Augusta to Liverpool comp who we don't consider, like, a truly all-time great player? Is it, like, Angel Cabrera? And I don't even know how people debate him. Like, yeah, all those players are all-time, you know, beyond Tiger and Rory. It's, like, Scott and Sergio and, what, Hideki. Like, they're all just, maybe not Hideki, but... Yeah, they're all just great players who are all like very close to number one in the world at one point or that point in their career. So I don't take nothing from the Augusta crossover.
1: Yeah, and even like Dustin was second to Rory after 36 holes in 2014. And then he kind of blew up a little bit coming down the stretch in the final round. So you don't see his name on the leaderboard. But Tim, as we know, Dustin's been very good at Augusta, too. He's a champion, I heard. I mean, he is
3: a champion at Augusta. He's a champion... Of the US Open. He's a champion of the Masters. He's a he's a great player. Not a live
2: champion. Um, he has won a live tournament.
1: Has he won a tournament?
2: Pretty Last sure. Last year he won has. like four of them, didn't he? Yeah. Isn't he like, was like, didn't Taylor yeah. Gooch beat his record this year or something? I think I think that's right. Interesting. All right. Well, we need to know your you you records. Yeah. Okay.
3: Let's hear the picks. Okay. So, you know, as usual, I make three picks from most confident or least confident to most confident. Um, initially, I had gone into this week thinking it's an international event. I should take somebody from all three tours. And that was sort of an approach I was going to take. But is that, is like, that hold know, on,
1: is that why you were asking us who Sebastian Soderberg was?
3: It was one of my, it was one of the reasons I was asking that question. <laughs> uh, you know, I was trying to figure out if there was a Euro I should take from the European tour. So it's like, you know, it's, it's an event, it's in Europe. Should I take a Euro guy? I was leaning towards Yannick Paul. He's going to go to the Ryder Cup. He's a good player. No, he Bobby played...
2: Mack knocked him off the points list.
3: Uh, he's still in third, so he's still there. Uh, as of this morning, when I went on the Ryder Cup's website, he was still third in Euro points. So I, be- I believe like...
1: I believe those have not updated as of yet.
3: Okay. Well, either which way. You know, he's not going to go from third to ninth, uh, and the top eight get in on points. No, 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 Europe,
1: no, no. So. The, no, no. The top eight do not get on points. There's there's world points, and then there's Euro points, and I believe it's the top four from the Euro points list because Rory would have put mm. himself firmly on that anyway, as well. Anyway, I'm wasting time because I'm not going to go with Yannick Paul. I'm gonna <laughs> I am going think go... it's
2: top six from world points, and I actually am wrong. I think Bobby Mack jumped into world points this week. All right, I, yeah. do, I mean, Yannick Paul is anyway. going
1: to need to have to do something here to get himself onto the team because if he keeps having middling results, it's not going to happen for him. Uh,
3: and other Europeans T8 are T8. winning. Yeah. He was like T8 at the UK Masters the other day. So that's fine. Uh, I th- am going to go with Taylor Gooch in my third spot. He's one of the hottest golfers in the world right now. Uh, people say, well, he doesn't play great at major championships. Well, first, he was denied the opportunity to play at the U.S. Open unjustly.
1: So, and, that, so that's uh, so that's good experience for him,
3: not playing? Well, it, well, I mean, that. look, if he had played that pitch and putt that was the U.S. Open, I think he would have been right there and competitive. Um
2: are you going to use that U.S. Open on Gooch's career CV? No, like, no, no. Is, no, is, no, is, 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 is this yeah? Like the is ones, this Phil missed?
1: Yeah, the one that Phil missed that he quote clearly would have won according to you. So he's technically Hills, he's yeah. technically the great. He technically has I mean they're plan. similar
3: U.S. Opens and that they weren't really U.S. Opens, but you know anyway. Gooch is playing great golf. He's hot. I think he has something to prove. If he finishes top five, I think he's a lock for the Ryder Cup. If he wins, he's a hundred percent a rock lock for the Ryder Cup. So. Uh, Zach Johnson has already admitted, he absolutely, live guys can play. Uh, it's fine. So that's sort of pre-shadowing. He's going to pick live guys, uh, or at least they're on his radar to pick. So this is a great show-me opportunity. This is Gooch's big opportunity. You finish top five, you're definitely going to Rome. And number one, you might get there close on points if you win the British Open. So
1: uh, uh, I'm for him this week in the third spot. Jeff, if Gooch comes T5, do you think he's a lock for the Ryder Cup team?
2: I don't want to sidetrack this, but I will bet him anything he wants. And I'll get like on Taylor Gooch's Ryder Cup. So
3: he has to win this week. If yes. He, so his only path to Ryder up! Cup, you believe, is he wins this week. I do. If he yeah, wins this a... week, he goes. Yeah, I think so. Sure. If
2: he wins this week, he goes. Sure.
3: Okay. So you finish second. No, nope, Sorry. Sorry, we'll leave you behind for some other, some golfer like Justin Thomas, who literally can't swing the golf club these days. I mean, let's Thom- take JT. Let's Justin, not, Justin Thomas. Not...
1: There's there's basically zero chance that Justin Thomas isn't on this team unless he's hurt.
3: Okay. Anyway, I don't want to get this sidetracked. Either. This is a great proven opportunity. If Gooch plays excellently, I think he he puts another real strong case forward for why he should go over some of these guys who are middling. If you want to win, man maybe they don't want to win the Ryder Cup. What, 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 what if
1: what, what if he misses the cut? Is his entire season invalid then? He's just winning jabroni events? No,
3: it's not invalid, but it's definitely a real strong piece of evidence that people can use and should use uh, against his candidacy. I think that's a very perfectly fair case to say that he didn't show up at, at the British Open, and here's why. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot on the line here, and I expect him to rise to the challenge and play well. So. Okay. He's pick, my third pick. Pick number two. Pick number two is, and I think this will have to be my one and done because my winner, I believe I've already taken Uh, pick. Number two is Brooks Kapka. Uh, I think Brooks is playing great. Brooks is fantastic. Obviously at Augusta national uh, he is a good golfer. I mean, every, he's a Florida guy. So you mentioned earlier, Florida courses are a good comp for uh Liverpool. Well, he's a Florida guy that he, he, this is a, a, a great spot for him. And like, I look at his odds and I see that there's a significant gap between, for example, him who won the PGA Championship and nearly won the, the Masters. Like there's a huge gap between him and, let's say, Scheffler. Should there be between 700? and like Is Scheffler three times more likely to win this tournament than Brooks? Because that's essentially what the odds are saying. And I'm here to tell you that that is madness. That is an indefensible position. So uh, I, I Brooks is great value at 20 to 1, given the way the odds board stacks ahead of him. Uh, So I'm taking Brooks. Now, like I said, I think he has to be my one and done.
1: Well, I agree with you that Brooks is undervalued at DraftKings Sportsbook right now, mainly because Rory and Scheffler are both 7-1. to one. Then you have Rom and Cam Smith in the middle, and then he's— I mean, Brooks is the same number as Victor. That's, that's ludicrous. I agree with you on that. And Brooks should probably be the third favorite or the same as Rom in this tournament. Uh, I get why Rory is now the betting favorite. I mean, I wouldn't have him as a betting favorite. I would have Scheffler as the betting favorite, but your point of— is Scheffler three times as likely to win as Brooks Koepka? No, I don't think that is true. So if we were just using these odds and you were making your bet off DraftKings Sportsbook, I would be inclined to agree with you of where the better value bet is going to be. But when you kind of search around a little bit, like this is a really good number on Brooks.
2: I don't think you're going to see this number almost anywhere else. So I don't even have a devil's advocate case to make here brooks should not be tied with victor who i so badly want <laughs> want to win um and he you could even i mean the cam smith thing is is debatable but brooks shouldn't have a two in front of his name now if i run to like make a bet on brooks no but i was pretty surprised to see you could still get him at 20 to 1 and that should be a pretty popular bet and when he wins this is gonna feel like this is such an easy game and i'm a freaking idiot and tim will get a victory lap it so and nice who knows?
3: If he, if he hadn't been teamed with J.B. Holmes, he had every chance to win at Port Rush, too.
2: Absolutely. He, there's a lot of majors he had good chances to win at that he didn't, and he still has found a way to win five of them.
3: Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, he's won five of them, but he's only won two of them, right? Like, he hasn't won what? the Open or the Masters. He's only won oh. at two of So, like... Uh, some people, it's like it's like in tennis, right? Some guys are Grand Slam um, specialists and are great at certain types of tracks and not others. It's just the way it is. And Brooks is setting up more like that type of person, perhaps. Where he's dominant at certain types of tracks. Now, but he has actually acquitted himself okay in in the united kingdom Uh, i think this is an an excellent opportunity for him well it's
2: the old talking point that we made right away and especially when he won his first major oh he can win majors well he should be great at the open he played a couple years on uh, what challenge and european tour golf i mean that was so long ago now and there's probably so many other players that have just as more reps than him there but you know, the way, like, if it's a man course and it's belonged to Rory and Tiger, like, Brooks would check every box by him strategically not hitting landmines and hitting enough 20-footers to be the swag walk it up 18 Sunday.
1: The only issue I would have, is you kind of alluded to it, if he hadn't played with J.B. Holmes, he could have won at Port Rush. If he hadn't played behind Patrick Cantlay and Sam Bennett, he could have won at Augusta this year. I feel like we give Brooks some excuses that other people just have to deal with on a like week to week basis. Well,
2: he wins so much that yeah. I mean, I could see if, like why his super fans can make those um
0: sure reasons. But, but then I mean, there was k- also k-
2: Harding Park where he just talked he like took a shot at Morikawa and other guys' like major resumes, and then he shat the bed all weekend, did he not?
1: Yeah, he had like a two year run of shit in the bed. At majors, like when mm-hmm. he would get himself into contention and it just it's it, it's weird the excuses that we build for a lot of people like, I know, uh, even though like Rory's not my favorite player, I find myself being somewhat of a Rory apologist a lot of the time, mainly because I think that he's unfairly maligned for constantly being in contention where John Robb never has to deal with that because he's out of contention a lot of the time. He's like a 50-50 guy. Either he's in it and he's going to win, or he's just completely out of the tournament, where Rory's just kind of there every single week. So you just notice his name on the leaderboard, and then you notice him not winning. Whereas Brooks, like, we just assume he's in contention in a major. Oh, he's probably going to win, because he's won five of them at this point. But then there's, like, weird excuses of why he didn't win, rather than, he just didn't play all that great.
2: Gary Woodland hit every chip Like, he couldn't, like, I don't know. I, I feel silly, like even making an attempt to poke holes at brooks when he's won five majors and like you said it's like the same thing with rory i'm just so impressed of his ability to be there and his strokes under par like resume in this era at these major championships or his average round scores are are ungodly and i haven't really talked myself into a bet on brooks this week but like that twenty to one for how unfair these numbers pretty much are—that kind of seems fair.
1: I would <laughs> agree. I think that's a good pick,
3: Tim. Thank you. And my winner uh, is Hideki Matsuyama. Woo! Hideki m- hits my my both of my checks. Uh, fantastic at Sawgrass. He was top five this year at Sawgrass. He, in my opinion, he won in twenty twenty at <laughs> Sawgrass. He won the Masters tournament in twenty twenty one. He is exactly the type of player i think who is going to hit fairways and play smart golf uh in an international event it this is the the biggest open for for people outside of the united states he's playing he's he turned he played well at travelers which is what i needed to see that he actually played decently after uh the last major and he did so i'm here i'm here for it i think adeki is a is is picture perfect for this tournament and i'm picking him to win
2: do you th- 100 to
3: one he is 100 80 to 80 one. on dk but 80 on dk right now but you now i'm sure you can find him deeper elsewhere. great whatever been, man like do you, he's do you, that, that odd those odds are not fair or reflective of the golfer that he is
1: i i think they are fair um and the 100 to one is probably where he should be in this tournament right now he's not playing good golf that's he's playing okay
2: golf. Well, hold on that's not fair i mean yeah. i'm not here to stand for a hideki win but how is he not outside of his miscut at the Rocket Mortgage? He's pretty much hasn't not top 30 between the players and the Travelers.
1: All right, and how many top 10s are, are in there? Tell me, please.
2: Oh, well, okay, can, can he play. win the Hold on. Can he win the golf tournament and yeah. he's not playing good golf? Sure. I think are two very different things, but yes, this is an outright betting show. I, I, I didn't so say I, I, didn't, I didn't I didn't that say lane. that he
1: was playing badly. I said he's playing okay. And he is playing okay. Like at the majors this year, a sixteenth, a 29th, ninth, and a thirty second. Like the one case that I would poke in this, if you listen to the research show and when Bamford was talking about the trend lines of the players coming in, he doesn't meet any of the criteria of the trends.
3: Correct, but then
1: neither did Morikawa.
3: Morikawa did
1: meet all the <laughs> the only one that he didn't meet was he hadn't played in the Open before. Correct, that was it. But he, he had you know he had a win earlier that year. He had at least three top tens in his past five starts. Everything like that. It's just, we all are just like, oh, fuck, he's not going to win. You need so much experience to play at the Open. And the funny thing is, in Open Championships, when you take a look at it, Hideki's best performance ever is a T6. And I believe that's when he was an amateur in 2013. Wow.
3: That's great. But you know what? Like, if this is a Sawgrass Masters comp course, I'm giving you the guy who's fantastic at those two courses, and you're giving me nearly 100 to 1. um, I feel like that's taking candy from a baby. Uh, you know, Jeff. We learned last week he's a value better. He's a value hunter. He's all about the value, <laughs> and so I would imagine he'd be all over Hideki Matsuyama at triple digits. Given th- that Hideki seems like a p- a perfect constructed player for the for the, for Hoy Lake.
2: To look, I at- love how you will get your. If Hideki wins, I mean the the like third cherry on the on the banana boat Sunday would be. How you could finally tie tie in that Sawgrass win to this win?
3: You like... better believe it. You better believe it. <laughs> and like he did, finish fifth this year at Sawgrass. So yeah,
1: but you're gonna tell He's me 20. that you're gonna tell me that Hatton has no chance, and he finished second at Sawgrass. I'm
3: not that sure that he has no chance. Just he wasn't where I'm going to go here. Hatton's good, I think, at hard golf courses. I don't anticipate this to be a very different from what we've seen in the past. I mean, yes, it's going to be really rainy. It looks like on the weekend, but it doesn't look super windy. So. I, I just don't think this so, sets up to be a hard golf course. I think this is going to be closer to a minus fourteen or fifteen winner. And that, where one, did
2: you recently mention Hideki? Like, why did I feel like you were on him? In when did we he, speak? He,
3: he said it. He said it in our group chat. Yeah, okay. I gave you the heads up in the group chat that I was going to take Hideki in this thing. So okay, that, yeah. I didn't well, have to come and, in here and listen to you scream at me that you no, take I didn't. Hideki. I
2: didn't. And I, I mean, I'm shocked when you gave Brooks as your silver. I thought you might be going, like, closer. I thought I was expecting a Cam Smith. Um, potentially. No, inaccurate driver. That would have driver. been my guess, I think. That's this the morning. other thing Puchin I got from Cam... the
3: research show. If you're not an accurate driver, you, you you're basically written off from this tournament.
2: But there's know, the, but the, that's
3: not an accurate driver.
2: But he doesn't have to be deep. He doesn't have to throttle it. He that, can, like, spot play it like Sawgrass. Sawgrass champion, Tim. Yeah, he but, is, but and it, he plays
1: well at Augusta, but it's that inaccuracy off the tee that I think invalidates him. I, I would agree. And listen, I don't want to say Cam Smith doesn't have a chance. He most definitely has a chance because once you get off sure. the tee, is the case that I've been making for him at all the other majors, that he's probably the best player in the world. But... Jeff is right. You can throttle back and increase your accuracy because you don't need to be deep. But throttle I, down. Throttle down, yeah. I mean, I could say throttle back. It means the same fucking thing, Jeff. Oh,
2: sorry. I'm an idiot. You're <laughs> Sorry. Fuck, it, is,
1: I would say that if we are going to use Sawgrass, which I'm not entirely comfortable disappointing to Sawgrass this place, I'm not comfortable doing that like Tim is, that he has the jankiest Sawgrass win ever that
3: yeah it was like finished on a wednesday afternoon or something
1: <laughs> yeah and like he, he it's not <laughs> and it, it's not like he drove the ball well that week he just made every fucking putt there was hey like would
2: and casey i feel
1: yeah and they did not get it did he even really outduel casey casey's ball rolled into a plug in the middle of the fairway and his tournament was fucked
3: yeah i'm i and that's another good reason perhaps as to why i don't have cam smith on my I mean look Cam smith's every bit as good as any of the guys on the top of the board top to bottom it's just I feel like this is not the right course for cameron smith that's that's my view
1: yeah yeah you know, watch, watch him scramble his pants off and he'll win by five strokes
3: great or something. i'd be delighted to I mean, i'd be li- delighted to see him win i'm i'm, I'm a fan of cam smith so. the winning score so cam
2: sent he's he, he sent my family to disney um <laughs> you know with the win last year it was a big bet uh i don't know that And as we often talk, when we play this game, you almost find reasons to not bet a guy. And, yeah, I mean, the landmine does kind of scare me. So I don't see myself betting him, but wouldn't be shocked one bit um, at all. I would say Hideki's DraftKings price, though, Pat, like to odds, seems to be like the biggest mismatch of all the guys like above 8,500. I mean, I know we're not talking DK, but.
1: Well, you're just a DFS loser, so I would always expect you to bring it back to DraftKings.
2: <laughs> I wish I could be.
3: That's, that. Jeff has two things in life: he hunts value, and he loves DFS. That that <laughs> that alone is uh, how, how Jeff makes his living.
2: Um, yes, yeah. I don't. Um, I would I agree. don't hate your gold pick.
1: He, I don't hate it. He is like he is priced. Listen as much. Uh, I mean, the fact that he's. He's a higher price point than Wyndham Clark this week. He's actually kind of stunning.
2: There's a few guys I was I mean, you could be stunned he's a he's higher he's higher than this week, but yeah, I mean I don't see him being very popular, but I and I don't even see him winning, but I don't hate this pick. No, I, I,
1: I, and like when you look at his driving recently, like his driving is kind of all over the place. Uh, he's very rarely gaining a lot of strokes off the tee. However, his accuracy is greatly improved from what it was like as we think historically about Hideki. We thought of him more in that like Keegan Bradley type mold where he was one of the, like the longest straightest players. He's really lost, not necessarily lost a lot of distance, but where if guys have really made incremental increases in their distance, he just really hasn't. So he's fallen behind. But as Tim stated, like that's not that big.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Tim? Yeah? Do you want to win $2,000? Yes. All right, so... You you said you you download but you don't listen. I mean you're already half correct. you're most of the way there <laughs> to entering the draw. Now you can find all of the criteria to give to get the two thousand dollar giveaway. I'm giving two thousand dollars to one of you out there on next Monday show with Jeff when we will do the draw. But if you subscribe, which Tim has already done download which tim has already done but you need to rate and review that show on apple Podcasts or on spotify or both that's 15 ballots apiece in the draw so please go do that for the audio version of the pat mayo experience right now that'll get you all them ballots you sub to the newsletter that is 10 ballots you sub to this youtube channel that's three ballots and every time you share this show around this show the research show Tomorrow's best bet show with Robin Cam, the live show that I'm doing with Tambo on Wednesday to finalize everything. That is one ballot per share. So get on your retweet button and boom, start pumping up those numbers. All right, if you want to win two thousand dollars, which I believe that you do. See Tim, I, I, I before it'd be like, oh, I'll give you know, three hundred dollars and two hundred dollars. It didn't seem like people really wanted to do that. I feel like most people will be in on trying to win two thousand dollars. Right. I agree with that. I agree completely. That's worth people's time. Jeff, is it worth your time? Probably not, right?
2: Well, I mean, I do all the things anyway. I I subscribe, I like, I support in any way I, I can. I don't, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'd be disqualified from being able to to win no so. not true yeah
3: there's yeah. no way if my name was drawn there's no way
1: <laughs> there's no D- way
2: oh, g feinberg 17 congratulations. yay
1: D- congratulations hey, yeah. they they did not make mr burns give back that astro wagon <laughs> well but people did throw their pretzels at him well they were whitey whackers <laughs> poor whitey ford taken down by the pretzels uh did you watch the end of the scottish open tim because i imagine you didn't No, because how could was- i it wasn't on television
2: they you could watch it later.
1: Like this is, this is how to, like, if they're going to like completely blow up the PGA tour and merge with live and all of this stuff that this needs to be issue. Number one, I don't know if they can do it until they renegotiate the rights fees. One of the problems that I was having and Jeff, I know that you fell into the same trap is I just assumed this was an NBC event and it wasn't. And that fucked me up for like three hours, not being able to find it.
2: Uh, totally. And I don't know when that switch, um, must've happened. And even hearing like the tape delay clips or the clips that PGA tour would play, put on their Twitter feed, uh, like hearing Jim Nance called the Scottish open. Like, I don't remember that ever, but I obviously was probably Shkies bought it and missed it last year.
1: There's probably a friends clause in that, that he has not talked to his friends in Scotland in a long time. So we had to go over there. Well, I think this might be the tournament that they switch back and forth between that and, uh,
3: the Phoenix Open, depending on who has to cover Phoenix. Oh. Maybe Scotland is the other, right? Because last year, NBC had the Super Bowl in 2022. And so CBS would have had the players – would have had uh, Phoenix. And NBC would have had Scotland. So it would make sense this year that MB- that CBS would have had Phoenix – or sorry, NBC had Phoenix, uh, CBS had Scotland or
2: whatever. I would just assume whoever is doing the Open would, like, be piggybacking. Like, it's the time of year where you're watching golf – on network tv in america at like 10 a.m and we're gonna get you in that mode this week and then we carry it over next yeah. week let's or all maybe, make fun of live for not putting a playoff happened. on
3: tv but like it's fine if cbs doesn't show the thir- third and fourth round live live is the worst place on earth for not showing the, the playoffs let's all laugh at them but god forbid they show what the uh, the, the the scottish open which is now a tour event uh th- friday or saturday disgusting
2: Sunday. All the CW jokes go out the window. You can't make them. I mean, the
1: CW. Hold hold on, hold on, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. The CW jokes remain. Tim is making it seem like no one cares that they're not broadcasting this live. Like, people aren't giving the PGA shit for this. That is exactly what we're doing.
2: Okay. Sorry. The CW jokes are allowed because, like, you can quantify the reach. But in terms of, like, the easily accessible ability to watch, like, it's just there. Um,. I don't, it was such a clusterfuck. Yeah, now, but as I tweeted, but, but the, diff, the I smiled, Pat, at the thought, I, I hope, I hope, Monaghan has a cousin, somebody, a nephew, like somebody who just like texted him, hey, hey, Uncle Jay, what channel's the golf on? You realize that's not
1: him, right? Like he can't do anything about that?
2: He made the, he was the commissioner. When the deals made this con
1: made the deals when the deals were signed, and when were the last deals signed for CBS and NBC?
2: But I'm saying he was the commissioner who oversaw the framework of these deals that allow them not to pivot on live coverage. Him, that's why. So, and he now is the commissioner who, who's welcome back, welcome back. But he's now the commissioner who is on top of everything that's happened this summer gets to be responsible for Rory and Ricky winning, not on TV live.
3: If only there was a dedicated channel to golf where they could show. Yeah, but NBC, but, NB, but NBC, but NBC owns that. Well, again, that's part of all the contract negotiation you make. Well, you, you know, you know what negotiation is? You know what CBS probably golf.
1: You know what CBS probably said? Fuck that. We're not giving it to NBC. So it's now CBS is out. Great. Good, good okay. contract.
2: <laughs> cbs i don't know who owns that that the fucking thing but they probably own like 75 freaking alternate cable channels well, like just say too, right
3: go there they can or, put march madness on true tv Sports and channel. on tnt and exactly find somewhere on television to put it they don't put nbc
2: to... puts hockey on like the weather channel in the yeah, playoffs or something exactly. stupid but like, no, find, you have to go to CBS All Access
1: place. to find the Scottish
3: In Open. the contract, uh, really you nice.
2: have to find it a place. You have I, to find I, it a place. I, I,
1: I agree, Jeff. I, I don't mind. I actually think it's a savvy move if they were to put it into the right spots. But for us... Like I think on the CBS Sports app or potentially Paramount Plus in America, you could stream it live like on your TV, not a problem. That wasn't an option for us. I had to go like there was no app that would actually show it. Like just put it on Paramount plus Canada. I'm good to go. I have Paramount Plus. boom. And hey, listen, you know, I'm, I'm watching like eighteen Yellowstone type shows that aren't good, so I'm just throw some golf on there too. It actually seems like a oh, great selling me. point. Like if you want people to sign up for your stupid app, put it on the fucking app. It's, it's the, the this same a, basic the logic. Is this a good it's app a... this week? Uh, no, usually not. The Masters one is the only good one. Yeah, I'm downloading the open app. I don't,
3: don't and
2: know I'm they... not even complaining. At, like, I'm complaining for the people. And maybe I like to complain sometimes. You do like but to I, complain. But I, I have a Sky Sports. I have a Fire Stick that's, like, fully loaded. I have a Sky Sports feed. Now, is it, like, probably 180 seconds behind? Probably. But at least I could sit there put the turn the phone over and just enjoy enjoy it when it comes down to like only two guys left can win and I don't need to track everything. But I don't know. It's just um I enjoy in some ways I feel like it's perfect that it was Rory and Ricky who who won these events.
1: Cause because <laughs> maybe that will help us change this.
2: No. Yeah in no the lessons. same way no like I, in the same way I feel like rules in sports are more likely to change when it's like the Yankees who get screwed or the Lakers who get screwed, like do you know what I mean? And not say Ricky Rory got screwed, but yeah, like if it if this was like a Seb Strack a tape delay, no one gives a shit. The the
1: ultimate like us- the ultimate test would be that if Tiger was still playing, I feel like they would make they would put that on.
2: <laughs> He'd have his own app. The tiger. He'd have his own like <laughs> they would have monetized it in a way where like it's truly tr- Tiger Tracker but video. Like, at all times.
1: Yeah, I can see that. So, Tim, did you... So, you didn't watch the end of the Scottish. It was... It was fantastic. Uh, Just that the final, like, back nine. uh, I mean, Hatton started melting down, but, you know, that's par for the course. Tommy couldn't make a move the entire day. But the moment... And this is what Rory needs. Rory needs a bigger fan favorite than himself to have the tournament locked up, Jeff. And only then can he conjure up being clutch and making all those putts because everyone wanted Bobby Mack to win after he made the amazing shot on the 72nd hole. And here comes Roy just to fuck him.
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, it would have been a fun year to some great national opens. Uh, It was incredible. The sequence of events, you mentioned the back nine, like truly incredible. The last hour sequence of events was just remarkable in and of itself. Um, you know, just Rory hitting the 45-footer, missing the 7-footer. Bobby Mack subsequently from the rough, hitting it to 4 feet to take the lead. <laughs> and Rory goes like blackout on 17 to 4 feet. And then what happens, much like Bobby Mack, like 25-mile-an-hour wind in your face. And that two-iron shot of... I watched that two-iron shot on the Twitter feeds uh, from that, you know, from behind him watching that ball flight, like probably, I don't know how many views that, that, that video has. I'm at least 193 of them.
1: <laughs> Do you think that shot was better or Steph Curry's hole-in-one?
2: And I get why yesterday, at, like, NBC is showing that on network TV. That's got appeal. Um, and they also that didn't really understand what he was watching. That's fair, but um, they also
1: didn't have the broadcasting rights of the Scottish Open, so they weren't allowed to play that.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, they need I, I, like I the NFL that. style I mean, like,
1: flex. They need
3: NFL no, sorry, style flex. I mean, like, Where CBS I... can
1: take an NFC game like that,
3: and, and and Fox can take an AFC game like that, even though that's not a part of the schedule. CBS and Fox and NBC should be able to swap rounds like that, and then you just pay them, you get
1: it back on the other end. Yeah, yeah, but that's you e- Yeah, but, yeah, I, yeah, Pat, but that, Pat, but that, but that, that hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before I, yeah, ideally, yes, you are right, Tim, but the logistics of that make no sense whatsoever.
2: Yeah, it's not the same. And also, sorry, I meant to say that NBC was showing that on network TV while CBS, like, obviously wasn't going to put the barbershop in it. I mean, they never planned to. But I'm saying, like, people, like, the execs obviously felt, well, oh, that's eyeballs. Like, people see Lake Tahoe and they see celebrity names that they recognize, especially a guy like Steph. Like, that's network TV, network TV worthy.
1: Yeah, when, when we're doing
2: great content from that with Mc... Well, McAfee and some fun stuff.
1: McAfee? That's how you're pronouncing it?
2: McAfee? Sorry.
1: There you go. McAfee. It's cold right now. It sucks. Uh, either way, Tim.
3: Fuck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow, dad joke. Like, wasn't that good?
3: That's
1: pretty good.
2: I mean, I'm an idiot, but the joke like wasn't amazing. Yeah,
1: it was pretty good. See, having a friend like Tim comes in the clutch, Jeff, because if you can tell like a four out of ten joke and get big laughs like that, it really builds up your confidence. Well, how do you think I have had the ability to sit here and give out terrible opinions in front of a camera?
2: <laughs> I, yeah you just break that's the gimmick you bring someone on who's like way worse so you don't even take the heat
1: Not even <laughs> oh, that he's a
3: big game hunter he's a big game no hunter. exactly you see you see garth host wayne's world once and you realize why it is that wayne has garth on the show garth <laughs> couldn't possibly
1: take over the, the hosting duties and he's like a hype man he's like cuss is like andy richter put it that way sure can I
2: go back to the tournament for a second? No. and Ab- No, about-
1: absolutely not, because I want to make my point about the CBS NFL thing before oh, we move on, yeah, yeah. before your Kathy ends up having an issue here. But in the NFL, if you if, and if CBS takes in a Fox game, that's known ahead of time like that week. So they can send their camera people, their broadcasting crew over there. That just is impossible for golf events because, you know, that's why generally speaking, they either have like the tour of events that are close to each other, unless they're in a major city where they have all that equipment in the first place, where they can send their crew to those places. The logistics of doing that in Scotland would be almost impossible.
2: That's a fair point. Let's not forget, as Tim would probably appreciate this next point, although it doesn't excuse CBS for not finding another cable entity to drop the coverage on. CBS Sunday morning is their holy grail, right? Like, isn't that like a holy grail show for them? Like people would be imagine if they took CBS Sunday morning off for people to like watch Rory McIlroy, like my the mother-in-law only time would be, I ever remember my mother-in-law would be going ape shit.
3: I feel the only so time just I can be... ever remember it, Jeff, was a, the year the tiger won the masters and they had to go super early in the day. And 20, that's the
2: masters. That is that's their, the only time I can think of it. And NFL that's... football.
3: And Tiger. That's the only time. Yeah. No, no. Fair enough. They would have done it regardless of who was there, but that's the only time I can remember.
1: Yeah, but I, CBS I,
3: I, taking Face the Nation off for, for sports.
1: Like it, it's not so much putting it on CBS Live if that wasn't an option to replace it. It's giving that to Golf Channel. And they do work in conjunction with each other because... I was going to say, I've seen CBS and Golf Channel work together. Yeah, you know, well, a part of the rights deal is that Golf Channel gets the early round coverage when CBS doesn't want to air golf for seven hours straight. I so, don't
2: crap. think the ratings would change one bit on the rained on the tape delayed cbs coverage if they put it live on on golf channel i do not think the the ratings would change at all like like a very minor amount in my
1: opinion what what do you mean i don't
3: understand
2: the people who are going to watch tape delay
3: golf are going to watch tape delay golf
1: they're not if cbs well if that's the case then they're never going to fucking change it
2: No, my point being is if CBS gave NBC, gave Golf Channel the rights to do it in the morning, I don't think that CBS showing it later in the day, I don't think it would hurt it. It would hurt their ratings.
1: No, I agree, but I don't think they want to give those ratings to Golf Channel.
2: I agree. So then there's got to be like some give back on some prearranged, like, uh, you're right. I don't know. Commissioner should be able to figure it out sign deals that don't that don't make you feel like a Magic Johnson fan in in whatever before the NBA was on live. In the eighties. Twenty twenty fuck. It's twenty twenty fuck?
1: <laughs> Tim, who can't win this tournament? Well, first and foremost, I am
3: exhausted about hearing people go on about how Matthew Southgate is so great and he's gonna compete. <laughs> he could win, et cetera. Et cetera. That's foolishness. <laughs> Don't put him on your DraftKings team. <laughs> he's not going to win this tournament. Who is he it? Nobody.
1: Name me one person who yeah. said Matthew oh, Southgate is going to, to
3: win. I listened to the, to the shows this week. I you wasn't to Southgate my phrase. show this week. Call and all out. you guys went were, rat, were speaking, uh, you know, melodiously about uh, Matthew Southgate. What a great play he is. A, he's nothing. He's not going to make that cut. Get Matthew Southgate. Okay. I, I, here. Okay.
1: You saying he's not going to make the cut and you saying he has no no chance to win or two
3: completely no, different
1: things the dude is the dude is five because he's fifty eight hundred dollars on DraftKings. that's a real savings if you want to play not, rory and brooks no, together
2: no, yeah now you're conflating two people. arguments and you're not being fair you're They've not being lost. fair you're not being fair
1: so give me your five thousand dollar player that you would play in place of matthew southgate tim i don't know <laughs> I wouldn't play a
3: $5,000 player. I, I wouldn't get myself into that circumstance. Why heard you guys talking about playing Rory and uh, Scheffler together? That's madness. I wouldn't play both of them. I'd pick one of the two that I liked, and I would go with them. I think it's highly unlikely that the both of them are going to be in contention in this major after they were just in contention at Scotland. Like the odds are just... It just doesn't seem like it's a likely circumstance. It can happen. The, I think it's unlikely that they'll both be there. So why? pick one.
1: They were just both in contention at the U.S. Open as well. I just said that. I just don't think it's going to happen Scottish, again. And the I don't, Scottish Open. I don't, the U.S. Open. Exactly. I don't
3: the think Masters. it's going to keep happening. Yeah. <laughs> Not the Masters. I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. So. Like, pick one. I if Of the two of them, I suppose I would lean more towards Rory uh, if I had to pick. Do you, you're outright betting but,
2: your outright betting favorite fade. Sorry, your outright betting fade of the week is Matthew Southgate.
3: No, that's just one that's been burning me. That I've been thinking about for the last day or so. It's been really bothering
1: me. Dro- drop the yeah. heat. Yeah. Dro- Dro- drop the of- heat on the people that you told me yesterday who has no chance to win. Tell, tell them, tell the people. What did I say? Scotty Scheffler.
3: Yeah, I don't think Schaffler has much of a chance to win this week. And Like I said, I said this on the show at the U.S. Open, that I thought his win at the Masters is looking more and more like the fluke rather than the fact that he can't get it done in any major other than the Masters that one time. So sorry if I don't believe Scotty Schaffler is Tiger Woods 2.0. I know some people do seem to believe this, that he's an unstoppable force. He's a marvelous golfer. I don't expect – I think if you bet him top five, that's a great bet. Uh, To bet him to win, I think, is foolish. Uh, I'm not going that way. So I don't like him very much. Uh, I really do not like whatsoever Uh, Fleetwood or – what's his name? Uh, Oh, my goodness. Goldman Sachs. I can't stand him. Cantley? Uh, Cantley. Get him out of here. Cantley is gone this week. He is not winning this tournament. Throw Cantley overboard. Throw Fleetwood overboard. They got no crack at this. Uh, well, you know, it's an easy course, so I'm sure Fleetwood will shoot 61 again on or 63 on Sunday and then complain yet again publicly about how he, uh, you know, he didn't win or something. But so get those two out of here. Those, I don't think he's
2: ever complained publicly about he did it
3: again. Them. He did it again. Anyway, so, yeah, I <laughs> what, want what do you, hold, to do on, hold on. Shefler. What did he say? Fleetwood, he whined at lacc again on sunday after not making his last putt on on 72 Dude. it's like yet again you've learned nothing in five years Dude. no gratitude no gracefulness just anyway uh you know just confirmed what i believed uh, i've never golfed he's now. also not a winner he just happens to not have the winning okay, that's
2: fair that's fair but this whole shtick that Tommy It's liked- not shtick
3: it's true these are objective statements. Instead of being gra- grateful for the fantastic performances that he turns in on Sundays and majors, he just crosses his arms and complains about the shot that he, the, the putt that he missed. That That's no way to act on TV. That just, that, that just, that that no just sounds <laughs> like anyone who plays golf. No, it doesn't. No, when no one else acts relieves, like this. No one else does this. It's, it's it's just, it's a weird quirk of his. And, not I, a and I don't it. support it. Are
2: you, no one else does this. Guys don't come off the course after great rounds and be like, I, I, yeah, but you know, Balionis is another. You shot six. Three. I can't believe I didn't get that back par five. Shut up! Shoot, no one else. No, does that. No
3: one. No Every one literally week. does that. No one does that when you shoot Someone's that low in a major it. championship. No. No one else. Every, does week, someone does it. Every well, week
2: someone does it. Every week someone does it. We're having a
3: different. We're having a different conversation here. I'm Talking about shooting the best rounds ever at major championship Sundays and showing no gratitude for it. Uh, if well, you well, think what that's fine, hold right? on. I don't, I don't, hold, hold on. Quarter we're, on
2: eighteen to tie him. You.
3: I yeah. Mad I, I, about it. You should, be, again, it's just it's just not the, what's, right, what's way the, to, the, the right way to. I don't believe it's the What, what
1: gratitude does he have? He's the one who fucking did it.
3: I'm just really grateful for this opportunity. I'm so proud I played well. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy
1: game. they invited me to play this tournament. Thank
3: I'm you. It so, doesn't matter what no, I shoot. Yet again, this is what I, I don't,
1: where, like, I don't
2: understand your agree argument. Are you with me?
3: I don't understand your this argument.
2: This is one of those weird things. This is one of those weird things where there are so many, like, fair, legitimate, things that you could probably pick fun make fun of call out tommy fleetwood for this is so not one of them and it's it's it bothering me
3: okay well i'm sorry that it bothers you but it's the truth and it just it's annoying to see people shoot 63 in the last round of a u.s open now twice in five years and when asked about the performance immediately go to the missed shot with any without any sort of like
2: i want you to shoot the best round of golf of your life Miss a six-footer on the last And lose. And, 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 and Put a and, microphone and in and your face. And and on national television. It's the, it's the
3: losing te- part of it that is the issue here. He, he was, had no chance to win yeah, the U.S. He, Open this year if he made that putt. None. It he, was never going to hold up. He, he th- you don't, he I don't want to hear you stand he for bad sportsmanship. He, I'm not it's not bad sportsmanship. You, you are just talking not like someone who doesn't I'm ever win fucking shit. I'm not interested. Let's. Well, I, I picked Wyndham Clark when you all didn't at the U.S. Open. So that's I think I know a thing or two about picking. Oh, so it, what? Uh, I,
1: what instance is this now? Because he said it to our friend the other day, who doesn't care about golf. Jeff, something came <laughs> up in like day to day. He's like, yeah. Well, I picked Wyndham Clark to win the U.S. Open. And they're like, I oh. mean, and the guy was like, who? <laughs> I mean, I, I intend to use
3: that for all its worth. I think people knew, including Jeff, at the time, well aware that that was going to be a card I was going to play and play and play. Yeah, playing. no, it, yeah, it was it, all,
1: it was something about book it was something about booking a dinner reservation or something like that. <laughs> and he wouldn't do it. He's like, well I picked Wyndham Clark to win the US Open. <laughs> it was like, okay.
2: Tim, would you is there the potential that if Scotty Scheffler wins this week, that some of the shine of your like win I don't want to no, none of the shine of the Wyndham win like we can never take that away. But like your big game hunter, like something would have to offset if Scotty wins, like you picking on him. Like why you picking on him is dangerous. So I'll give you credit. Like you deserve picked on him at the U.S. Open, and I
3: picked picked on him at the U.S. Open, and he and he did not play well at
1: the end. I mean, he came second at the U.S. Open, didn't he? He didn't win. No, Rory did. Oh, that's right. I mean, the the three guys that you picked that had no. I mean, you picked the guy who won, and the three guys that you said had no chance to win. I believe came second, third, and fourth. Mm-hmm. So you're and they right. all
3: had really no chance to win well, other didn't. than Rory, but Rory doesn't know how to shoot under par in final rounds of majors. We've seen that now a couple of times. But doesn't
2: this, I mean, you think it's, I mean, a lot of people do. We've seen the 17, 18 winning scores here. Um, if we don't get the weather, it could be similar. It,
1: it's a par 71, by the way, this time, not a par 72.
2: Yep. So, and doesn't that, I mean, But it's also, we've ways,
1: seen such improvements in 10 years. I think that offsets it. What do you mean? I mean, they changed the course. Like Golfers well, have right? gotten better, or
3: the, like the, Clubs, balls, everything got has gotten better. So but they've you know, went- ten years minus one stroke. I think that's probably a saw True. They so they've, they've played- in
2: some ways yeah. doesn't doesn't what this winning score is projected to be um It's a Rory like, score. It's a Rory score, but it's also an anti Brooks score. Well, Brooks won
3: the US Open at minus seventeen or whatever, uh, at Aaron Hill. So Brooks can play it any way you want.
2: No, I would hope, but he like when it gets too easy or it's right. That's when he gets. Yeah, um, that's a fair. It's a fair point, and it's a risk. And I would argue not just Brooks. I'm not like there's no shade to put on Brooks. You could argue that the winning score, if it even flirts with twenty, works against a lot of golfers. Well, that's
3: my argument against Hatton. This that's my argument against Hatton this week. I just think the course is too is going to play too easy for for hatton in a major you know That's pat's
2: pointed it. out many times as i've made that case maybe like this year and every year Yeah, but, hatton but, actually is an incredible easy course scoring yeah golfer. you you, you just, just remember it you just
1: remember him winning at bay hill that year that it was really tough so therefore you think that he's just some sort of master of the very difficult course but you can go and take a look at some of his wins like he won the alfred dunning he won the alfred dunhill links in back-to-back years at like minus 24.
2: Yeah. It's an easy shit show. Well, yeah.
1: I think the, the
3: yeah. secret guy
1: who's best at hard
3: courses is actually Rom. So, uh, you Rom know, is... Rom's U.S. Open and his masters were in hard years. He won at Olympia Fields when it was extremely hard a couple years ago. Uh, Rom is actually secretly really, really good at hard golf courses uh, for big events.
2: Secretly uh, good.
3: So, well, just hard. like Rom's great. Rom's like one of the, if not the best player in the world, one of the best. But like I actually think. Just like Rory does best when the courses are released. No, I yeah, I think Tom does better. We talk about this
2: every year at Memorial when it comes to ROM. Like so, like, hard in, in courses three weeks' are... time
3: at BMW, I would love ROM. But not so much this week.
1: All right. Any final thoughts before we get you out of here and get to the betting board? Props?
2: Hole-in-ones? Anything?
1: There's no hole-in-one prop available. There is an
3: Albatross prop available. <laughs> I'm not going to take that this time. I'll give one prop that I really like because I just think there's value in it. And it's uh, the nationality of the winner. Uh, it's plus four hundred for the rest of the world outside of U.S. and England, uh, Europe, or sort of U.S. Sorry, and oh no, it is European. I'm sorry, I thought it was England and USA. Now the value's not there on that then, because I thought I would get Rom, Hovland, etc., as well as Adeki. now there's no real right now. The nationality props not really there. I, I will um, uh,
1: the one that I cashed out last week, which I mean, if people didn't cash it out, they won going away with it. But the players under par bet this week is over under twenty seven players under par. Now it's priced at minus two twenty five, but that's still an amazing bet. Oh, there is a hole in one bet. So it's come up in the last few
3: minutes. It's plus one sixty five to bet. No, let's go with it. Let's go plus one sixty five. No holes in one at at this Open Championship. Michael Block's not in the field, right? Yeah,
1: maybe he got a sponsor's invite. The RNA was like, (laughs) Michael Block, what a hero.
3: (laughs) He was so close to being in this thing automatically. If he made like one more stroke, he would have finished T4 and have been in this thing.
1: No, he ended up finishing like T13 or something like that, the PGA, didn't
3: he? No, T9, I think. You had to be top 10, didn't you, to get invited to next year's PGA? No,
1: because it's different rules for the uh, PGA pros, I believe. Okay, fair enough. Let's see. He finished at the PGA Championship. I want to 15, say ninth. He, fin- he finished fifteenth, t fifteen. He had to be oh, t- he okay. had to be t fifteen or better to get the auto exemption as a PGA pro to okay. get in for the next Fair year. Enough. And he made that amazing up and down. Hasn't done really. Well. Didn't play well in Canada, did he, Jeff? No. He was or
3: at uh, you know the next week was at Dallas Bar or whatever.
1: Yeah, Charles Schwab. I, colonial. I, colonial. Wait, well, yeah. Charles Schwab when you were walking through the range i can't remember was he the guy who you heard drive the ball and you said you're going to lose a lot of money on that guy was that michael block
2: <laughs> Uh tim i think before like thursday comes you should find a five uh a 5k price golfer and bet pat head-to-head versus southgate
3: sure i mean anybody's got to be better than matthew southgate okay i would take I would take Ryan I would take uh, sorry Matt Fitzpatrick's brother over okay. Southgate.
1: We can go Alex Fitzpatrick versus Matthew Southgate, that's fine. Sure, let's do that. <laughs> 2000 bucks? No, that's too much. I'm not <laughs> wagering that much money. I'm just giving away that much money.
3: Yeah. And I assume there's cut sweats coming?
1: yes uh so i mean we'll know no when we'll, we'll work on the time oh, i mean we have the thumbnail made for it already so we got to do it at this point but
3: it'll be i set. thought i
2: saw the broadcast goes i think to 3 p.m on friday so like if that's accurate then no
3: it's gonna be later than that jeff there's probably teeing off at almost that time england they're probably the last group probably oh. tees off five o'clock or six o'clock england five o'clock england time which is one o'clock our times, so they'd be wrapping up around like four thirty um, our time.
2: I may have re- or maybe I was just looking at the Peacock grid. Maybe
1: only because like they have like eighteen hours of sunlight right now in in Europe, in the e- United Kingdom. Either way, this is the best. As much as we rag on the broadcast for the Scottish Open not putting it on TV, the Open Championship is actually the best TV product golf presents every year.
2: Baldo's pa- coming out is he? Yeah, it apparently there's a report that he's going into the boot this week.
3: Good, good. Well. Which is good. It's too bad he just couldn't take over from Azinger. I mean, he was replaced by Immelman. Immelman's fantastic, but uh, I'd like to see someone take over from Azinger. Who, who we'll get this week?
1: Who Who would you draft right now? If, like, I mean, Faldo's like going to stay retired, but if you could just replace Azinger with anyone right now, and don't say anyone because that's probably the answer. Who would you pick to replace him? Would it be Pat McAfee? Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh. <laughs> I don't know who I would... I'd not pick Colt Phil. Nost. Tell you that, I'd not I'd Colt Nost. i still pick Phil. You don't like Colt Nost?
3: No, not really. It uh, doesn't do it for me.
2: Colts. I'm not there yet, but there is a bit of like... Honestly,
3: I think I would take note of Begay. I actually think he's insightful when he's on the course. When he's not like cheerleading for Tiger, he's actually got very interesting and insightful things to say. He'd be a good person in the booth.
1: The shitty thing is that there is an absolute stone lock answer to this, and it can't ever happen now which is well phil oh okay, but yeah. phil was never gonna do that phil, phil, would, too much money. phil would be awesome phil,
3: phil would be phil too expensive phil's too phil needs would ask for too much money you think Phil? Yeah, would but he
2: could have done like an elevated schedule like for yeah. lack of a better term like the majors and some really big events and phil loves you, you his you own boy.
3: now what does tony romo make i'll take one dollar more than that please. yeah well I mean, that's phil that's not feasible his, no,
1: well why why, why would map, you pay the it?
2: economics
1: yeah you're not gonna pay you're not gonna pay phil to the same money as Tony Romo for a league that makes 1 million times more money than the PGA. I'm just just saying.
2: Phil Phil loves his own voice so much that I think there is a number that would work for the network that they could pay him that where all he has to do is like in and out. I yeah, think you like, need
3: an English voice. I think you need to think okay, of one of the old, I'll, I'll, older I'll, English golfers, like Poulter or something. I, Poulter would done. be good.
1: I actually think that, yeah. I mean, he's your guy, and you've been watching him on the YouTubes. If he wasn't playing so goddamn well, Harrington seems like he'd be really oh, good. Oh, Podrick would be amazing. Podrick is
3: such a smart guy. He'd be a fantastic pick.
2: I've been watching more Podrick <laughs> swing videos. They're addictive, them- aren't they? They're addictive. Maybe it is the accent, and I love him. And I've said it before: his dog Wilson, and they got a new puppy. Oh my god, I love, I, I love it. Padraig on the on the Open Championship YouTube feed, they did a it's like an eight minute video of Padraig on the new seventeenth hole playing it for the first time. Oh, I watched I that one. Yeah, I,
1: I I watched that one too. That's where I did my research on the
2: new hole. I was watching Eric talk <laughs> about it
1: but no he's very insightful the accent is fantastic you gotta love an irish accent and people seem to like him and he's a three-time major champion and it's not like listen i know immelman won the masters but come on like they're a different class of like historic player when you go into it
3: who knows maybe harrington could be a four-time major champion if he keeps playing at this
1: quality he could stumble into one like uh, ernie else did or, get yeah, get the Stewart-Sink-Tom-Watson here kind of thing. I mean, that is mm-hmm. the that is my favorite part about the Open Championship is that you're going to get one or two of the – you're going to get one or two random Euros who are going to be there for, like, two and a half days. Hopefully, it's Ewan McPherson. Let's go. Although, his mm-hmm. odds are, like, beaten down to nothing now. He's, like, 200 to 1. He should be, like, 1,000 to 1. Either way, we'll talk about him here in, like, 20 minutes. But we're going to get, like, two or three old dudes, too. And, like, Harrington is the very logical choice – To be that, but it's never really the logical old guy choice that you would think that it's going to be. So I hear like, is Darren Clark? Yeah, Darren Clark's still playing. How is Darren Clark not there? Phil Phil is there? Yeah. But Phil did finish second at the Masters. And if this is
3: a Masters comp course, then he would be a logical old guy if the Masters is one of them. And Sawgrass, which he's also one.
1: I I, I still don't qualify, although he is at that age, it just doesn't feel like Phil is an old guy, like compared to some of the other. Sensen's an old guy. Yeah, weirdly Stenson feels older than Phil, although he's not.
2: Yeah, that's true. Um, Richard Tim, Bland? I can't believe you, you didn't tout up Laurie Cantor.
3: I and love that Laurie Cantor's in this tournament. Dick Bland is in this tournament. I expect those guys to equip themselves well. I like Mito Pereira to do well in this tournament.
2: How about Richard um, Bland, top old guy?
3: Sure, Dick Bland makes all the sense in the world. He got to hit the, ceremony. He got to hit the first shot of the Open Championship in Royal St. George's, I believe. Because he's a member there? No, just like they give the first shot of a tournament usually. That's usually a pretty prestigious uh, invitation. For example, I think Darren Clark got to hit it at Portrush. Like they usually give that first tee time uh, to somebody to sort of give them some some honor and respect.
1: Okay, I'll put this out to you right now. How much would you... You can set a number wager, and I, I will take the one-sided if you want the other side. I don't think that Mita... How much... I will say that Mito Pereira does not make the cut at the Open Championship, and I assume that you think that he will. How much would you like to put on that? Hold on a second. Did you just realize he's not in this tournament? Somehow he's not in. The, I just assumed he'd be in this tournament. <laughs> he's not.
3: He's not in this tournament. Yeah. I guess not then. Sorry. Yeah. Damn, I was I just I, I, I was waiting. For the, I was
1: waiting for the snap acceptance of that bet.
3: No, the way you asked I was like, maybe he didn't qualify for some
2: reason. I he that, I actually didn't even attempt to go to the qualifications, which, um, I mean, it is teach their anyway, own. Anyway,
3: there's a lot of lib guys there. I think many of them will equip themselves well. They just played over in Europe. Uh, anyway, we'll see.
1: I mean, the Centurion Course looks nothing like this. Just like how the Scottish Open doesn't look anything like this. No, that's true. So, anyway... That will do it for you. All right. Are the top odds are going to be coming up in a second. To recap, Hideki, Brooks, and Gooch, one, two, three. Brooks is your one and done. Scheffler, Fleetwood, Cantley, and Southgate have no chance of winning the Open Championship. That was, from RealCustPicks.com, the big game hunter himself, Tim Undergust.
0: Tim Undergust. And
1: yes, that is his name. Let's talk some betting. Let's talk about betting at DraftKingsSportsBook.com. Or maybe other places if there's better numbers. Who knows? Playing the Listener's League, by the way, on DraftKings. Link is down in the description right now. Over $100,000 of rake free guaranteed money. And if you want the research and stats that we're pulling, or you want to generate your DraftKings lineups or other lineups, or make head-to-head bets using the simulator and customizing everything any way you want, especially the windy-as-fuck Feature, uh, where you can just sort by the windiest rounds possible. If you think it's going to be super windy, fantasynational.com slash mayo will get you 20% off. Top of the betting board, as Tim mentioned, Rory and Scotty Scheffler are the co-favorites at the moment. Both 7-1. to one. Rom is coming in at 12-1. to one. And then we have Cam Smith at 18. Hovland and Brooks and Xander Shoffley. And Tyrell Atten, all at 20 to one Jeff, I bet Scotty Scheffler at 10 to one earlier this morning.
2: I don't blame you, that's a great number. Um, I guess you know, I drew your attention to that book on the reset, and you I did. guess my eyes were just down the board. Um, it's not that anymore, see- it
1: is now seven and a half to one at that same book, but they just yeah, hang- it's hanging at 10. It's I was tra- like,
2: ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. They they had some nice numbers on some other players. I, I didn't see it, Scotty would be. I could make a case against a lot of guys. Scotty, silly enough, would be the case out of the hardest to make against of the guys under 20 to 1. Um, just there's so many. I, don't I know that I can I, I struck the card, but yeah. um, I like it a lot.
1: Yeah, it just, I, I didn't even think about, like, there's two guys that I came into this tournament really wanting to bet. And I don't think I can get to the second guy because I just think his odds are really terrible. Uh, but I, I like Scotty and I like Fowler were the two that I liked. Uh, just based on trends. I mean, Fowler came in second here in 2014. Uh, the top 10s, a win earlier on in the season. Like, they kind of hit every check mark that I'm looking for. And we kind of, like, pull back a little bit. I mean, Sch- Sheffler hasn't finished outside the top five in the past four months or three months or something like that. And maybe that there is something that goes on with him where he can only win earlier on in the season. All of his wins have been from the Masters and before. Very much like five-time PGA Tour winner Mark Wilson. So maybe there's something along the lines of that. Maybe he's the new Mark Wilson. Who knows? But just his game has been so close. And I just like him in any condition that we get. Like we're talking about, oh, you know, if it plays like soggy, like it did when Rory won, Rory has a chance. If it's super low scoring, Rory has a chance. But you know, if it's going to be minus six, Rory doesn't have much of a chance. You know who has a chance? Almost like Brooks in any of these possibilities and scenarios? Scotty Scheffler.
2: I don't have any holes to poke. I mean, you'd almost think like you've walked by the roulette wheel enough, like it's hit black so many times. He's got to just be... Got to be red. Know, in the, <laughs> yeah, it's got to be red in terms of like just the upper half, not even top 20 in the field, just like not in the bottom 30%. Somewhere between the middle and, seven. you know, median and before the bottom third, would kind of probably have him right where he needs to be in the final few holes of the tournament. Normally for open championships, you have to big gulp when you're like laying it pretty hard on a favorite because there's so many variables that exist here that don't really in the week to week, um, be it the wind, the weather, the draws, all that stuff. But the early indications are, you know, we might not really have an issue Although I just want draw, uh draw integrity that can be hard at Open Championship, wave integrity, I should say. But yeah, there's there's not a hole I can pick. I'm not betting Rory. Although I would say if like Bobby Mack won, I get why the guys with these huge Bobby Mack Open Championship futures would be pissed. Like I get that. To me, Bobby Mack is finite. When players of this like super our upper crust tier win events, I don't believe they blew their load, like I do when it happens in a different tier. If that makes any any sense, um, which I think it does. I would tend to agree with you. I'm going to be doing the best bets overall.
1: Uh, our top three are gold, silver, and bronze with the world uh, mini putt putt loser, Rob Pizzola, and Cam Unbelievable. Stewart.
2: Unbelievable.
1: <laughs> we'll talk about that more on Tuesday's show.
2: Yeah, you got to yet yeah, put Cam on a tee. This guy. 0 oh, and 2 and putt putt as a favorite.
1: I mean, looking at yeah. him, I'm not shocked that Pizzol was not clutch. But but
2: he, like I can only know from my experience, like double the focus, like quadruple the focus in the practice rounds. Like there's no mucking around. They he's he's at the course before, like he he's just putting it, taking notes. And then this, this is like a, Paul, this was like a UFC fighter having to bail on a fight. They fly in a goddamn replacement. Pozzola seen the track multiple times. Sorry. I don't know what happened. I haven't even (laughs) spoken to Rob. I'm a little disappointed. (laughs) As you can tell.
1: In real time, just being on DK Sportsbook, we got a real time update of odds. Scheffler and Rory both got slashed again. They're now plus 650 each and ROMs down and ROMs down to thirteen. Like I don't wanna have to go through like I think if you wanna pick between you don't have to pick between Scotty and Rory. You could bet both if you wanted to and make that your week. You could bet one, make that your week. Bet none of them, which I assume most people are going to do um I mean, I prefer, obviously, I bet Scheffler. I bet him at 10, not plus 650. I probably wouldn't bet him at plus 650, to be perfectly honest with you. That's almost half of what I got. So there's a value. I mean, I'm I'm a value hunter like you, Jeff, uh, that, you know, taking a guy at half of what I bet him at is probably not something that I want to do. But Rom up to 13. Cam Smith's holding steady at 16. Brooks holding steady at 20 to 1. Cantlay has now just moved back up to 22 to 1. I saw him as low as like 30 or
2: 35 yesterday. So full disclosure, I bet Patrick Cantley last night at thirty-five to one. The same place you bet Scotty at ten, and I kind of feel like an idiot because my eyes went down the board. He's, um, he's twenty-eight but, to one, but at that I like the now. bet. Yeah. I think he's a nice fit. Um, it, 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 you know, for all like the shitty Cantley odds, like, well, you know, maybe he should be farther up the board. Well, now he is. It felt right. I don't know if it felt right, but I, I did it. I did it. I deposited and I did it. So yeah, that's I don't know what else to say on that. I get that he doesn't perform in majors, but I'm silly enough to have the confidence that if he's actually contending, like he'll be very comfortable in the position he's in because he's been around there enough in other big events. We talk about this a lot. You gotta find yourself a way to talk yourself in or tuck yourself off of guys, and it's easy with Cantley. I didn't hear. Um, yeah, so I talked myself into it. Scared. I, I was interested in the thirty-five. I just uh, I was I
1: think I was at the golf course when you sent it to me, and I was you know trying to focus on my game and you know, being mad when I missed a putt, not being grateful for the opportunity to play golf while I was out there. But uh, so I didn't get it. Thirty-five did have my interest, but now that those numbers are gone, I don't have a ton of interest in that. I just it felt like, huh? He's usually like eighteen to one. This is almost double that number that's somewhat interesting like i would ha- i would have to give it i would have to ponder it for a little bit longer do you think that the reason he underperforms in major championships is that his meal prep is out of line and that he should probably go to factormeals.com slash mayo50 in order to get those meal preps sent directly to you. Even when you're on the road, you send it to where you're going, you go and pick it up and boom, you just have like your instant meals ready to go and all of a sudden you don't have to worry about that. I assume that Patrick Cantlay is just all around all the time just being like, I don't know where to eat. Instead of like prepping, he's spending three hours on you know, some app trying to figure out what to order. I'm sure you've done that with your wife where you're like, hey, let's order something and then you spend an hour trying to pick up Place, you don't need to do that with factormeals.com. You get 50% off your first box at factormeals.com slash mayo fifty and use code mayo fifty. But is that a thing that happens to you where you spend like it's almost like trying to pick pick out a Netflix show when you don't know what you want to watch where you just spend more time on the home screen than actually watching anything?
2: Dude, there's <laughs> nothing more exhausting, and like everyone out there, I'm sure, the dinner game is the worst what would you like what would you like well name a place well you name a place okay they like i just throw it like a couple and then you like dance around it like i'm not putting the place i really want first i'm just like throwing it in like a plot of four places maybe she'll like pick the one i don't know but i hate the dinner game even like when you're hanging out with buddies like watching football like i hate the lunch game i mean i like eating but i hate that game of like what are we eating We decided because we usually have people
1: over on Sundays at at the office to watch the game. So, Mayo Media foots the bill. It's research for the live show that goes on on Sunday evening. So, I just order from the same place every single week and order just a bunch of stuff off that menu. It shows up at like halftime of the first games, and boom, we go to town. No one ever complains because, you know, it's free. So, them so it's never going to be a problem but it's just like yeah just give me some deep fried food we'll be good to go like we don't need to sit there and be like do we want burritos do we want subs do we want but
2: burgers? you've also set it in motion where like this is the protocol yes. and there's no one like going like oh, maybe i want this like they know like we're going to males this is what we're having and they like it like it's um like the protocol's not like you've set the protocol which allows that to take place above and um, obviously it's you're hosting you're paying there are many factors that i think people are keeping their mouth shut for, but I think it's the consistency of the protocol that keeps everyone happy in that situation. Yeah.
1: And I'm basically, I'm just ordering like fan favorites. I'm getting, you know, if there's like five of us, order like five dozen chicken wings, flatbread pizza, and some fries,
2: and it shows up, and people are content with that. <laughs> I, Pat. There was probably I don't know the official year we started doing this, but the amount of major championships I bet Ricky between like this eighteen and twenty five in our first four years of doing the show, uh, would probably be about sixteen majors. I I I just I don't know why. I cannot bring myself there. Does it does it right
1: strike now. you as odd? This is it the same with Tony Finau? And it's probably the opposite for guys that I really like, like you with Luke List, who I think like you bet Luke List like twice ever. And he won once that I'm somehow up a ton of money on Finau and Fowler in my lifetime, despite the fact that I rarely ever bet them. It's just I was I happened to be there the week that they did it.
2: Uh, Yeah, that's that's a funny um, little side hustle um, on that. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. I don't know. I, I mean, it makes sense. He's playing great. Every box checked. I just, I don't want to bet them at twenty and like people have like fifty, eighty, a hundred to one, maybe even one hundred twenty to one. See, I don't mind that.
1: I don't mind that as much. Like that doesn't bother me. Like it it would bother me. out the Rory and uh, Scottie went back to seven to one apiece. I guess people weren't digging the the plus six fifty, but. Like if I had Scheffler at 10 and all of a sudden he's six to one. Like that's such a massive difference week of. Like I know that these odds were available to me and I missed it. I wasn't thinking about betting Ricky to win the open championship three months ago when he was 80 to 1. Good on you if you're holding that number. That's a fantastic future bet to have. I can only really assess it in the context of this week. And if I look at like we can talk about the the 20 to 1 range right now, then that you have Hatton, Fowler, Xander, Victor and Cantley all, like, 22 to 1. My issue right now is that Cus makes a very compelling point with Brooks sitting right there two points better. Like, in what world am I betting Fowler and not betting Brooks?
2: Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, I have my Hovland futures, like 29, 30, 31. I got a bunch of tickets because um, I'm addicted, and I bet them at all the majors. Uh, so this is a chance to go 0 for 4 and lose a lot of money. But yeah, I agree with that Brooks argument against pretty much all of these guys. Yeah. And like, I would probably take Fowler second
1: in that list, to be perfectly honest with you. Like, it just, Brooks is so much. Like I said, Brooks and Rom should be around the same number, and Brooks just isn't. And I, I don't have interest in betting Rom this week, but if you hung a number that had like, was pretty close to a two in front of his name,
2: wouldn't you just feel obligated to bet that? Oh, I'm waiting for it, Pat. You think it's gonna happen? I don't know if we're gonna get it. Maybe someone will get crazy, but yeah, I thought like maybe it can get to 18. Like, I don't know where the action is. He's kind of disappeared since, uh, you know, people like really give him a hard time since the masters. Um, You know, people thought he should have been playing last week. He was, there were videos of him all over the region um, getting work in, but yeah, I, I'm hoping for a big ROM drift. I'm silly enough to trust him. 14 to one is the top of the market at the moment.
1: But I don't think he's going to command a lot of action in terms of handle. He'll command enough because he's such a big name and people will see even a 14 next to his name and be like, oh shit, it's a big number. I just don't think that the books want to have a liability on a 20 to 1 ROM because they know
2: that everyone will just be like, holy shit, let's go. Yeah, I don't know that it would get to 20. That seems probably a little um, a little aggressive in in how hopeful you could be. So for me in
1: this, I mean, Cam Smith, we're just both not betting. Rob and Cam Smith, we're just saying no to, right? At these numbers.
2: I, uh, I mean, they're like surviving cuts. There's not ink through their name, but I don't know that I will be able to do it with them. Um, when you, yeah, Cam Smith, I'm just, I don't, you got to find reasons to not bet a guy. They say there's landmines here everywhere. I'm a little scared of that. So that, the cool. the full 20 to like 50, you got, Brooks, Fowler,
1: Xander, Hovland, Cantley, Tyrrell Hatton, Tommy Fleetwood. They're all between 20 and 25 to 1. Then it drops down to DJ, Spieth, Morikawa, Lowry. All, all four of them are 35 to 1. Then you have Fitz and Rose, 45 and 50 to 1. This mid-30s range has all of my attention with Dustin Morikawa and Spieth. Just those seem like... I, I, like yeah, good for you, Xander. You're twenty-two to one. Maybe you'll win, Ricky. You're twenty-two to one. I would feel far more confident that Dustin Speed or Morikawa wins this event than those guys.
2: There's thirties on Xander, and it still exists. While others have, um, other of the big numbers have moved. So I, I will admit that I'm insane enough to stare at that and lose money on Cantley and Xander. So, so, so your
1: bets for this tournament are going to be Xander Cantley and Hovland.
2: I don't know. Would you rather me say fucking tw- Hatton at twenty five to one? No, but I've been saying like Morikawa
1: and DJ are thirty five. Like, don't you have? You more, know that don't all, you have They're more, all alive. Like, don't you have more confidence in those guys than Xander?
2: Uh, it's it's probably closer to equal than it should. But I like the Morikawas. I've seen the thirty fives almost all disappear. So I think he's been pretty popular today, and DJ too. Uh, the only bet that I came into the week with was a Hovland future. And when I make a bet like five months ago, you may as well have told me I lost 300 bucks on a March Madness game. (laughs) Like, it's gone. I mean, that's a silly way to look at it. I know the methodicals um, don't. But like in my headspace, like that's just where my head is at uh, on that shit. That doesn't doesn't mean like I'm looking to throw money everywhere because I've been pretty cautious this morning, trying to feel out the market. And most weeks with the open, maybe see how the weather develops. Also, I like so many of these guys, the 30 on Shoffley, the the, the DJ, the, the Morikawa, even Matthew Fitzpatrick going a little farther back. So I don't feel like I'm in a rush to bet anyone, it seems.
1: Okay. Well, do you have a
2: preference then? Kind of gave. I, I like, I really want to find my way to DJ. So do I kind of.
1: But I just end up but an I,
2: And it's like a double-edged sword. Like, I love the facts, the fact he probably cares so little. Like, <laughs> I almost have this thought where Dustin already has this like awesome vacation plan during Ryder Cup week and doesn't even want to be asked to play. Uh, if like, he doesn't give a shit. What what if I told you this? What if
1: what if there was a cool place you could bet on the internet and they had a 40 to 1 on Dustin Johnson?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's um <laughs> that's that's attractive. If the card kind of ends up being what it is and i don't get to the very top i could just play a small handful of these guys in and around this 30 30 through 45 and he could easily be one of them what did he do in live london not that it matters but like where are we where are we with him
1: uh dustin was fifth at live london he was eighth the week before that i believe he was 10th at the u.s open he won on live uh before the pga <laughs> championship as well
2: Yeah, I, listen. We might end this recording, and I might be like, "Yeah, you know that that um Glover money, go toss that on the on the cool on the on the polar bear for me."
1: Oh yeah, too bad, fucking Glover. Of course, he played great for two rounds. Yeah, I wasn't it, trying to
2: remind me of a debt, but sh- I just like shit I can't all over get himself.
1: there.
2: Although, the, if you'd have told me twenty-two to one was the playoff and Glover didn't make it, I wouldn't even have believed you. I know.
1: <laughs> Shout out to Big Norm though to our Norm getting the win over some guy I've legitimately never heard of in a playoff.
2: Yeah. Credit to norm. He seemed pretty popular and Hey, that's a pretty and shout out to the, I'm certain there is somebody like very much in the orbit of the Texas tech golf system who bet someone that Norman would win before Aberg and got like five to one, eight to one or more. So good for that guy. They're roommates too. Were they? They still are, apparently. Probably not for long.
1: Norman, you got a win on the Ryder Cup team?
2: (laughs) No, but as I joke, my Ryder Cup things change uh, weekly now. So now my four are, uh, it's still um, Moronk, Sepp, Aberg, Bobby Mack. But that changes weekly now,
1: obviously. I I really don't think Sepp's going to make the team. Uh, Coley pointed that out when I did the show with him, cause I was asking him about Ryder cup, just his unwillingness to go play like any Euro events, especially the Italian open at any point over the last three years, just kind of shows he doesn't care. And he said, he'd feel very uncomfortable with a guy from Austria with a Southern drawl on the European Ryder cup team.
2: <laughs> yeah. Forget he's like, he's a bull. Yeah, you're right. He's more like, um, with that sea Island crew is yeah. more his back.
1: Right. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So yeah, Dustin and Mark. Well, know- Yes, yeah, sorry. No, go
2: ahead. No, I was going to say, you you are right. They do care about that shit. You have to show, like, even a minor level of commitment to the tour. Um, Yeah, that doesn't go over well, so that's a fair point I hadn't thought of.
1: So Dustin Morikawa carry most of my interest in this range. I mean, Ricky does, but I'll probably end up talking myself out of Ricky at these odds, especially because I've already bet Scheffler at 10. That kind of handicaps what I can do, because if I do bet Ricky – as well as Scheffler. Like, that's kind of it for me, outside of, like, the the three 500-to-1 guys that I'm probably going to bet. But I could feasibly do a 35 Morikawa, 40 Dustin Johnson. Like, that's not the end of the world. I still make a ton of money if one of my guys wins throughout the course of the week. The only other one, and this is all odds-related as well. Like, I like Spieth of that number. I have no clue where his game's at, considering he's missed four of the past six cuts, but was fifth at the Travelers. Like, I I don't really know With the Travelers, the U.S. Open. Was he fifth at the U.S. Open? That doesn't seem right, does
2: it? Speed, I don't believe, was fifth at the U.S. Open. He was, he was Open.
1: fifth at Memorial is where he was. Uh, and then he played the U.S. Open, missed the cut. Then he didn't play again until last week, missed the cut. So I don't know what the hell's up with him. Uh, but Justin Rose is actually kind of playing hit or miss golf at the moment. Like, he has three top tens in his past six starts, but he has two missed cuts in that time, too, with another 12th place finish mixed in between. I don't know. Is he the old guy that we should be looking at?
2: Dave Tyndall's 10 year trends piece, which is always a great read. uh, It resulted in Rose and Hovland being tied on his system for the pick. And wasn't that only if it happened at the Scottish?
1: Yeah. Rose
2: gets the nod. Uh, I know like trends are what they are, but yes, there's a lot of things pointing to Justin Rose being a very cheeky play and top old guy. I mean, he would be the, he doesn't even, his game at the moment, like it would almost be unfair. Like he's super chalk in that element right now. Uh he could be a pretty popular pick in that around that 50 to 1 here for the win this week.
1: He could be. And he's not really an old guy. He's only 42 years old, but like he's been around so long. He's like he's like Sergio class old guy. Like I remember like I re- I remember Rose being an amateur at like the 99 Open Championship and just, it's kind of funny to think back now like he was like 16 or 17 at the time and actually like made a decent run. It is funny what happens to a lot of those guys. I like remember Chris Wood.
2: Yeah, but he had a nice career, Chris Wood. He had a good career. Like Rose is like an all-timer though. Oh, I'm not even comparing. But yeah, but Rose, he had that great open and he was pro and then he apparently had a he had like a horrible year or two years like he hit rock bottom that early in his career too after that great opening moment
1: so those would be the four so i'll probably narrow it down to two from those unless we start seeing ballooning numbers uh, like if ricky gets up to like 28 or 30 that'll probably be good enough for me on that but right now i'll probably just have that exclusively two draft kings where
2: i'm going to be using ricky fowler go ahead before we like leave this orbit of number i just need the people to know unlike ricky fowler who I'm sure had triple digits at Christmas and maybe even more. And uh like I'll, whatever. Tommy Fleetwood, I am telling you, since Christmas, I was tracking his number for this event. I'm there is not a person with a Fleetwood ticket like over 34, 35 to 1. There was never, even at Christmas, even in his lows, like the books always had him here marked as something we're like never gonna give you. And now he's in great form, and he's, like, 22, 25, which makes it so frustrating. Because I can't, like, at the U.S. Open and the PGA, Pat, I have, like, these extra Fleetwood, like, 80 to ones in my pocket. Can't do anything with this. But I'm just here to say there was never a number. There was never once. I tried to find it all year. I always do. It never existed. The books, like, want to cut the legs out on Englishmen who never went especially majors 50
1: to 100 names in this starting at 55 to 1 is Tom Kim at DraftKings Sportsbook Homa and Finau Wyndham Clark Burns and Bobby Mack and Cam Young are all 60 to 1 Bryson Minwoo Or 65 to 1. The Gucci Man, Tim's third power-ranked pick, is 70 to 1. Patrick Reed is 75 to 1. Then you got Adam Scott, Corey Connors, Justin Thomas, all 80 to 1. Ryan Fox, 90 to 1. And that's everyone below 100 to 1. No one really stood out here for me. I know Adam Scott's going to be a popular play. I think I'd rather pick Corey Connors than Adam Scott, to tell you the God's honest truth. And now I'm just looking at a stupid... 80 to one on Justin Thomas. and I don't want to bet it. What's wrong with me?
2: Yeah, I don't want to bet it either. I don't even care. That's a good. number. Um, yeah, there's a lot of guys who at one time, these numbers seem amazing. I mean, no, the no, 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 seems... no,
1: no, no. The Thomas number seems amazing based on what it, everyone else is kind of where they should be.
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe you're right. The Thomas number. No, there's no debating. The Thomas number is absurd, but it. Yes. My point being is like, I'm even surprised if you told me two months ago, like the homas and the female numbers are um, big, but the Thomas number blows them all out of the water. You do not find your game at major championships. So if you're looking for your game, I just will take, I will not bet you and I'll live with the consequences. Okay. Are you Martin Keimer?
1: Martin Keimer won the players championship earlier that year.
2: No, I'm saying in general. Okay, fine. So then great win, Martin Keimer.
1: Yeah, like He's he was playing
2: went, like ass before. But you're right.
1: He was playing like ass before. I just told you he won the Players Championship like the month before.
2: Agreed. I'm just saying. You okay? Fine. Horrible example. He had game. You do not find your game before the major. Then there's even no example. There's no example. I'm trying. I'm reaching when I use this Keimer. That's bullshit. So you're essentially saying there's zero example in like mo- in in I don't want to refer to modern times as podcasting era, but there's not an example. You do you, no one has won a major without their form.
1: Trying to think, what was Stuart Sinks' form when he won the Open Championship? This feels like the one where you could have no form and win.
2: I will have to agree with that. But every year we would just say that about the Open, right? Yeah you could plot your way around it beautifully but even at the plotters paradise there's guys in form that'll plot your face off like francesco molinari
1: yes and stuart sink is like the the first example that popped to my mind he his lead in form was miscut 27th 8th 22nd 76th miscut 62nd miscut win that's 14 years ago I'm sure I'm, I'm sure we're missing a very obvious, like what was Patrick Reed's lead in form to the masters?
2: Yeah, but there must've been a win. Like, like he might've been playing bad leading in, but there's always a win at that time of Reed's career. There was always a win somewhere.
1: Yeah. He was two, he was second, seventh, the two weeks before the two tournaments before he won the masters. So he was fine.
2: And he probably had a win within like three months of the Masters. No,
1: he hadn't won since the Northern Trust in 2016. Before that,
2: so it had been almost two years since he had won. So he was on like a Morikawa fucking triage without the majors beforehand. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. He was in lead in form. Um,
1: so yeah, no, I agree. Yes, I, Reed, I, the lead
2: one... actually didn't match the trends like the the historical Augusta trends of what you needed to have already done in majors or at Augusta read, read buck those that I certainly remember.
1: He did, but it wasn't by much that it happened. He comes in in really good form right now too. Like he's played the majors really well so far this season. He has what two top fives at majors. And I believe he was what was he? Now he's fifty sixth at the U S open, but he has been second and fifth on live tour since, I mean, out of all these guys, that, 100 to one. Can I find you 100 to 1? Let's see. There's 80. I don't know. I found an 80 to 1 instantly. It's 80 to 1 at DraftKings Sportsbook.
2: Read 90 to 1 at the Polar Bear. I don't mind it. I like betting Reed sometimes because if things turn into a shit show, I like having him. And well, there's shit show potential, right?
1: Yeah. At, at the case where I would want him the most because of the extended each ways, he's 70 to one. So like if I could get him at a hundred and then twenty-five to one for a top ten or twenty-five to one for a top eight or whatever they're offering, you know, that, that has real value. Corey Connors is a hundred to one there. So is Louie.
2: I like sorry, the comments will make fun of me. I like that Corey Connors a hundred to one. Can he win? Seems like such an enormous ask. They offer placings off of a hundred to one. They do. I la- like, I think there is always money to be made on Corey Connors. So Cor- straight as an arrow. Can we call Corey
1: Connors the banana stand? Cause there's always money in him.
2: <laughs> yeah. I like that. And he's listen. I know you can like muck, muck the Valero wins and like that's fair like that doesn't prove anything that certainly doesn't prove you can win a major but like windy as shit valero texas uh, not valero tech valero open i think that's in san antonio um so like there's uh right his ability to succeed in the wind and shitty fields i'm just saying there's money to be made on a starting number that high and i'm a sucker for the guy so we, you all know that yeah
1: Reed and Connors would be my two looks in this range. If that's the route that I want to go, I'm not going to commit to those yet, but that that Connors 100 to one that I'm looking at with a top eight paying 20 to one, pretty enticing. Ooh, I like that, yeah. 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 So 100 to one plus. I went over a lot of these guys on the DraftKings pick show, and obviously DraftKings is much different than outright betting, uh, and we'll probably talk more about a lot of these guys on the best bet show. We're talking about... Top 30 bets to make the cut bets. Top 40 bets on Tuesday's edition of the Pat Mayo Experience. Which, you know, if you entered the draw for the two grand, you're already subscribed to it. So you can download it and listen to it. That's easy. Just open up your phone. It'll be there in the morning for you on Tuesday. Well, not right away. We're filming it on Tuesday morning. We'll be out by like lunchtime. Probably before that. So I got guys. The best number I've seen on Denny is 125 to 1. Now, he has never played in an open championship before, which is kind of terrifying. He's a 100 at DraftKings sportsbook. He's 125 at certain places Where is he here with placings. With play at the, the place with placings, he's 125. 125 at this place. And then McCarthy is 150 to 1, but with no placement uh, placements. I actually like him here. I really
2: like him here. I mean, the guy is kind of shown up everywhere. He's been on the front page at at elevated at premier at at even the lowest rung. The guy finds his way to the front page.
1: And I'm not so, a, I'm not a Denny guy either. It just this looks good for him.
2: I and, mean like I will joke, I mean I don't know if I'm going to bet this but and obviously there's no money in like a cash out really, but like you, you can like short sh- well like, that's not really a day trade. But like if you buy Denny on Monday or Tuesday, it will be a shorter price on Saturday. Just he's proven that. Um, I thought you were going to give us Jason Day first.
1: No, I've kind of got myself off of Jason Day, to tell you the truth. The more I looked into it, like uh, when I was talking through with Bamford and just guys that I liked initially, like, I mean, when I call it the research show, it's not just the research show for you, the viewer, who could win $2,000. It's also the research show for me. Like, I'm trying to talk it through in real time, what I'm thinking about and then trying to flesh out whether that's, you know, I hold that opinion after we go through the research or not. Like I come in with my preconceived notions about how everything is going to be almost like this bet show. Like I only came in with one bet. I like to talk to you. I like to talk to, I like to talk to everyone about betting and then try to get as much information as I can before making my final decisions. And with Jason day, like the form is just the form sucks. Like it's really bad.
2: <laughs> and to piggyback on your comment, I, Feel so grateful for the opportunity that you have presented me over the years to get a talk with you um, many times after you've already. I mean, the research show was more of a newer thing, but it used to be like the articles, which take like 15 hours. And I like getting to talk to you in sort of in my first look moments with a guy who's already freaking done research shows and research articles to tell me to shove my perceptions
1: up my ass. And so, Tim, if you're listening to this part, we are all just so grateful, okay? We're just so grateful out here. So don't don't hold it against us when you're picking against us, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking
2: asshole. (laughs) There's so many things to make fun of Tommy for that that's where he goes. I don't know whether he's just trolling me. And shit, I wanted to bring this up with Tim when he was on. His, like, live Twitter, it's Pat. He, like, retweets, like, the Live Fan Village, okay? And, like, who gives a shit? Do you know what? every single PGA Tour event there's, like, a fan village with food trucks and activations and, like, mini pot and games for kids and, like, this fun area? Like, that's at every single event. But he retweets them for, like, I don't know. It's just weird. That's all. And the only way you'd probably retweet my picks for this week is if it has, like, Dustin Johnson on it. So I'll get the Tim bump if I put him on my card.
1: Yeah, that's good. That could be a move that works. Over 100 to 1, who are you looking at? Because down the list, the names that I have identified, and this is not new to anyone, mainly because I've been talking about them, and I even wrote them (coughs) up in the newsletter this week when I put it out. But again, they were mainly as DraftKings plays, like Daniel Hillier, 275 to 1, Thirsty Lawrence, 500 to 1, Matthew Southgate. I mean, Tim said he couldn't win, but he is 500 to 1 to win this tournament. Ewan Ferguson,
2: realistically, I like Denny. I'm in front of that. What? Yeah, you're giving, like, supers. Like, the long yeah. shots I like are in front of those ones. Yeah. I,
1: I went to Kittyama last week at 200-1. to 1. I don't see why this is all that different than winning an API. Like, is he more likely to miss the cut than not? Yes, absolutely he is more likely to miss the cut. But I, I do feel like he has real win equity if he makes the cut.
2: Yeah, uh, the guy shows up. Could he, like, out-duel one of the big guys on the end? I don't know. We've, but seen it. I'm also- We've seen him
1: do it against all of the best players in the world. At least I know that. Same as Wyndham Clark. Like Wyndham Clark went to an elevated event, outdueled the best players in the world, and it translated. He wasn't shook when he got there on Sunday at the U.S. Open. Kitayama did the same thing at Bay Hill. And like the, the names that he beat that day, like, everyone was in that tournament except for Rom, like, because he had played himself out of it. But it was, like, Scheffler and Rory and Hatton, who had already won at that course. Fleetwood was making a run. Like, it was all the players who were inside, like, the top 20 in odds.
2: Yeah, sorry. So, I was still talking about Denny. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's probably my, my fault. Uh, Kitiyama, I mean, you're on the train. You're If you want to ride him through Scotland, like, that's – I got nothing – I got no holes for, for Kitiyama. Yama um sung jay is like hit crossed a hundred pat he, he must be playing like such ass but he is straight as an arrow um so there certainly isn't reading through that but i don't know if i actually trust him i will say siwoo kim is 200 to one at the place you bet scheffler
1: really oh i'll bet that right now while we're talking what is yeah what, what just, are his odds everywhere else they were i thought they were like 90 to one
2: 110 at 110 uh 150 is the highest at uh at a place that like i don't even know exists for people yeah 200 to I'm one just looking at a grid auto it's still 200 right yeah it's still 200 i
1: didn't even yeah, know yeah that yeah. seemed
2: crazy to me that I mean, seemed crazy
1: yeah that's a big number
2: so, for a guy who. hey
1: listen i always see fits at one trend of he's won this year <laughs> that helps
2: yeah, he's won this year. I mean, I always worry if like ever pulling the trigger on him with the majors that like we think guys have major pressure. I f- would feel the South Koreans, you know, it, it would be even re- like that much more intense. Hey, but, he, he fits Tim sawgrass cop. Yeah, if Siwoo is flushing it, like I don't there's not like I'm not worried what's in his head. All right. I guess he should always be a little. Um so that one kind of caught my eye. Neiman must also be dead because I've on that side he was two hundred.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I gave a very hard look to Neiman. I was looking at his recent form. Uh, 21st on live, 10th on live, 32nd at the US Open. I mean, when, when you're coming 21st on live, that's not great.
2: Yeah, no, some really uninspiring situations. Um, I'm like, going to play amateur psychologist. He's, him and his friend Mito are just enjoying their new normal,
1: N- enjoying their Monday. Um,
2: yeah, and I'm sure at some point we'll get our form, and he'll ratchet this bitch up and compete in a U.S. Open or a PGA for me. But I, I believe so much in his talent that I might only be able to stare at the 200 that I that I do see. It's 150 on DraftKings though, so it's not like um you can get it. And uh, yeah, Siwoo, thanks for
1: that yeah. chef. That That's a good call. Thirty bucks pays six thousand. Let's have it. Let's go, oh, wouldn't
2: that be a gem be nice be
1: a that's probably one that if he was in contention i'd try to find a, a way to allocate some money elsewhere to see if i can hedge out of that
2: yeah no that 200 was he shouldn't be 200 uh, especially if we have got saw so- yeah, as you said the sawgrass crossovers and Augusta, i don't, he's I don't have long. yeah i don't have a ton here i i like to spend my money on, on on better players you like to spend your money on guys who might actually win the tournament i don't <laughs> And I'm also not like the biggest each way guy, so I don't like my eyes like don't light up at like a placing. But hey, I mean dudes probably how much did those Trevor Cohn placings play? Probably oh,
1: huge. I it's- don't know, but like a, a thirsty Lawrence each way this week. And listen, you don't even need to use him, but his each way this week pays, let's see here. A hundred to one to finish inside the top eight. Not bad, and you still have the equity if he if he actually does win, or if he ends up you know in a, in the final three, and you can hedge some of that money out. It's like it's not like a it's a big investment. This is a very good week to look at the all the major championships. If they're giving you one fifth odds on the top eight or even the top ten in some places, I think it is worth making a few more bets down the board. And yeah, you're gonna have to pay the dead heat rules. That sucks and everything. But like just for example, this is why I think it's a good idea. I've spelled this out a couple times, but I think that, you know, restating it doesn't hurt anyone at this point. So I just had 100 to 1 to finish inside the top 8 for Tristan Lawrence, in case uh, you, you think that I don't know how to actually pronounce his name. But Thirsty Lawrence is just so much better. If we just look at the top finishes market and we go to top 10, let's say, which is the closest equivalent here, and we type in Lawrence, he's 20 to 1 to finish inside the top 10. So you can have a top 8 bet. Now, you have to bet like double on it because you still have to bet one side of the each way for the outright win or one side of the each way for the top eight finish. But you get 100 to one on that top eight finish or you can have a 20 to one for your top eight. You give up two placings, but you have to invest way less money and you still have the equity of them winning.
2: I like what you've done there. Thank you. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. Again, these are usually on golfers that I'm just not investing in period. I'd sometimes just be more tempted to play more money in their placing market than anything on them winning. Um but hey, for peace of mind, sometimes you've got to in that respect.
1: So so here's the, here's an interesting one. Corey Connors is 7 plus 750 to finish inside the top 10. Let's say you wanted to win $2,000 on You'd have to bet $266 to win 2000 on Corey Connors this week to finish inside the top 10. And the dead heat rules do apply on this as, as well. Like, you're going to get chopped if he's T9 with four other people, just like you would on the top eight. Now, I understand those two placement points are you know, very, very valuable. But he's 20-1 to one to come inside the top eight for this tournament. So to win 2000 on that... Let's see here. 20, you'd have to bet 100. So if you want 100, 100, so you'd have to bet, what I say, 266 to win 2000 on Corey Connors to finish inside the top 10 at plus 750. If you bet $200 on Corey Connors as a part of the each way, 100 towards the 100 to 1, and then the 100 towards the 20 to 1, you're investing 66 fewer dollars. Plus, you also have $100 on him at 100 to 1. So if he wins, you win 10 grand too. Wow. So think about these things. Like when we get to larger markets in terms of golf betting, these are, listen, It's probably going to lose. I don't want to pretend like this is a winning bet, but when you start to and when he finishes solo ninth, you're going to feel like a fucking moron. But this is a way that you can squeeze some value out of these bets and not spend as much money for more upside. If you want to finagle it and try to keep your bankroll intact.
2: That is always what I am looking to do. Um, Finagle. I'm always for a good finagle.
1: Quick picks for the 151st Open Championship. I have wagered on Scottie Scheffler, who cannot win this tournament, according to Tim, at 10 to 1. That is all I have right now in the chamber as I try to figure out... What else I want to do. I'm giving serious consideration to both Dustin and Morikawa at 35 and 40 to 1 right now if you shop around. Uh, And I'm probably just not going to get there on Ricky if he drifts at 20 or 22. That's just too short for me at this moment. If he gets to 28 or 30, then yeah, I'm absolutely interested. But, you know, 60% of that, not so much. This Connors thing at 100 to 1, I actually do kind of like. And obviously, I just bet Siwoo Kim at 200 to 1, thanks to you. That would be very nice. And then the guys down the list, I'll probably bet top 20s, top 30s, and maybe even do those each-way tricks with the top eight to see if I can really maximize my value. unlike like Hillier or Ferguson and Lawrence, Moronk, whoever it might be that I think fits up well, but I still have time to make those decisions. I'll probably include a lot of those in the Best Bet Show on Tuesday with Rob and Cam. Cust, Power Rankings, Hideki, Brooks, and Gooch are the top three scheffler fleetwood cantley and southgate are the people who cannot win so those are cuss plays what are your bets jeff
2: so the bets that are in it's my victor hovland future i have bet patrick hentley at 35 to one on a on a reset that seems to be gone um and then we're into that next here: the 30 on Xander, the 40 on dj I like those a bit more than Morikawa, but there's not Red Ink through that. Uh, so, yeah, I might even pick two of those, and then we go all the way back. It's the Connors at 100 that has my eye. I'm a sucker. I don't know that I will be able to resist not betting Connors at 100. I pointed out this Siwoo to you. You've played it. I feel like I probably, I probably should. And I do not hate, like, DraftKings Pat has joined the – um, maybe everyone got word uh, that Cuss picked them because the Hideki's people are joining the, the hundred that was alone. I feel like when we started the show now has companies with other sites having bumped Hideki to a hundred. That just seems large.
1: It does. Does seem large. See, it was 130 at DraftKings Sportsbook. If people were wondering, one and done picks for the week. Cust has gone with Brooks Kepka because he has previously used. Hideki Matsuyama. I got to try to figure out who I'm going to use here. Uh, who, who are you going to go with? Because I believe you won last week because did Fitz miss the cut at the Scottish? He did, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I got $0. I'm going to... I'm going to go Rory. Rory McIlroy.
1: And you have not, unless you used Rory sometime in the past three weeks, which I doubt you would have done, then he is yours. I am going to use, i got to make sure I haven't used him yet. Scotty I've used, Ram I've used. I am so dead
2: in this. Like you and Tim must be like, like, double lapping me so i have and i haven't used really good players i have to just fire it
1: i'm using dj well i mean there's five tournaments left you probably should use good players if you have them left
2: yeah i haven't i'm so bad at one and done shout out to uh longtime fan of ours our boy uh jim cummings won your your um what a segment of your the uh pme open
1: Yeah, they have. uh, We we do the obviously the season long one that starts at Sony, the race for the Mayo Cup, where 50 grand is up for grabs and there's like 4,000 people in it. But uh, Jim won the major season one. It goes from the Masters through the Open Championship and he's already locked it up. No one can catch him.
2: (laughs) Okay, because as I'm saying it, I'm like, okay, I'm probably saying something correct because there's still a major. Maybe he was bragging about first place, but he already locked it up that is insane
1: i believe he's up by like 3.8 million and i think 3.6 million is the
2: uh, winning purse for the open championship golf clap like that is a that is a michael kim at john deere-esque performance there jim yeah
1: he's got us in dormy man
2: that's crazy
1: um he he fucking three and a half
2: million cleared yeah
1: he's tiger woods we're steven ames out here
2: seems like it
1: all right, that will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. So please enter the $2,000 giveaway. Those ratings and reviews are so important to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please subscribe, download, rate, and review, and maybe you too can win $2,000. Uh, also sub to the channel, smash like, play in the Lister's League, fantasynational.com slash mayo, and please sub to the newsletter where I will have all of the updated information. You can follow Jeff at feinberg 17 Cust, and his new tout site, Real Cust Picks. Com. Please go there. And that will do it for me. We'll see you on Tuesday. We'll see you on Wednesday. But until then, I'll see you next time.
2: Have your experience.
1: Experience.